You people have been chosen to reveal our existence to the world. You will witness what happens here today, and you will tell of it later. This is the St. Longinus Baptism Channel video, episode 5, A Challenge to Atheists. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. Grant me grace, O merciful God, to desire ardently all that is pleasing to Thee, to examine it prudently, to acknowledge it truthfully, and to acknowledge it perfectly, for the praise and glory of Your name. Amen. Okay, I want to start this episode with a quote. It's from G.K. Chesterton. You don't know who that is, just Google it. We have the internet, you can do that. The quote is, The Catholic idea has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. Now, some of you who, you know, are a little, little literate may have a different quote where it says Christian instead of Catholic. Unfortunately, the term Christian has been hijacked by heretics and schismatics. So I just find it easier to, to say, you know, Catholic. Because I believe it is the true religion. I don't believe that there are multiple faiths. I believe that there is one faith. But anyway. So, having said that, this episode is dedicated to atheists. I'm going to give some observation about the new atheism. I will admit when Dawkins, Hitchens, um, Dennett, and Harris jumped into prominence in the early 2000s, I didn't pay much attention to them, thinking it was a cultural fad that it would quickly fade away, and I was wrong. I realized that in 2015-2021, when I started consuming podcasts, that the, that the so-called four horsemen, due to cultural tastemakers pushing an atheist agenda, artificially raised to prominence of these four grifters who repackaged older atheist writings and materialist philosophies into a pseudo-historical and pseudo-scientific arguments of their brand of atheism. It, had poisoned the, it has poisoned the minds of the last two generations of millennials and Zoomers into enthusiastic evangelists for atheism, ironically turning it into a new religion making these grifters who enrich themselves by book sales and public talks into the prophets of the new religion. I'm sure that those of you who have been on religious boards and comment sections of religious uh, podcasts have, um, have come across these arrogant, obnoxious pseudo-intellectuals ranting and raving, telling you you're a dummy for following a sky daddy. And by the way, these guys 
they're as annoying as any any Jehovah's Witness or Mormon coming to your door at like six in the morning to tell you about their version of Christianity. At least with with those guys, they're a lot nicer. The new um these new atheists, you know. Zoomer and millennials tend to be just more obnoxious than Guilford Gottfried. Anyway, it doesn't help that the religious, religious illiterates in the media, i.e. Colbert, Stewart, McFarland, and Parker and Stone, use their talent and humor to push these religious, religiously illiterate views into prominence. Anyway, anyone who is vaguely familiar with the theology of uh, theology or has common sense can figure out that these people are illiterate. And when I say illiterate, I don't mean in a general way. I mean they're religious illiterates. Um, now, before the 2000s, atheists tend to be in the fringe of society. And most atheists tended to be living live let live types. I know from experience, my uh, best friend is is an atheist, and he doesn't run around getting in religious people's face telling them they're morons. He he's satisfied is if 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 you don't push religion on him, you know he's he's not going to get stupid with you. Who lead their lives quietly. And the literary atheists wrote books for their fellow atheists without much prominence or shilling by the media types. This is, this is very true. Read any atheist literature before the Four Horsemen. I mean, it got some play, but it didn't get the type of play that these grifters got. You gotta, you know, be, challenge your assumptions. Ask yourself, why did this happen? You know, all, all of a sudden in the, in the 2000s, these guys come to prominence. When in before, most a atheists uh, labored in obscurity. And if you know any, uh, any boomer or Gen X uh, atheists, they'd probably tell you the same thing. Your mileage may vary. So what happened? The internet, the internet made the spreading of uh, fringe ideologies and philosophies easier. And the shot callers, what I call the shot callers, the people that are actually calling the shots, decided to push atheism to weaken belief in God. Now, ironically, and it is truly ironic, Protestantism, which is politicized and secular so-called Christianity, gave us all the isms which we suffer from today and weakened the belief in God, which makes the so-called four horsemen grifters. There are plenty of books out there um, that are written for secular people that point out that when the when the Protestant revolt happened, it basically shook the foundations of Christendom. So 
you know, if you want to be intellectually honest with yourself, you can look up some books. For all the talk about the new atheism, it was a shallow and ignorant rehash of the French philosophers of the 1700s. Now, if you remember the 1700s, before the French Revolution, from the late 1600s to up until the French Revolution, there were a bunch of atheistic philosophers or materialistic philosophers who basically wrote, you know, um, either God is dead or, um, you know, religious... Uh, religion is repressive and, you know, we need to overthrow this, uh, you know, we need to throw off the shackles of religion. And the most prominent of these philosophers were Voltaire. And because modern society being shallow and not looking below the surface and ignorant didn't bother, for the most part, to challenge their assumptions... And when I say their assumptions, I mean the, the, the assumptions of the four, eight, uh, four horsemen. If you don't believe me, read Voltaire and compare it to any of the new atheist writer, and you'll see the only difference between the new atheist and the French philosophers of the 1700s, they dress up their philosophies in pseudo-historical and pseudo-scientific jargon. But their premise, their premise is basically the same since the French philosophers of the 1700s. One of the most famous maxims of what I call the moderns is, well, how do you know X is bad until you try it? Which is a paraphrase of Voltaire's maxim, try it once and you're a philosopher, try it twice and you're a pervert. I would often annoy my atheist friend when I pointed out I don't need to taste crap to know if it's to know it's crap. When I would cri uh, criticize a social phenomena, media, or current popular idea, you know, he would say, "Well, if you don't read it, if if you if you don't watch that movie, how do you know it's crap?" You know, I, I can look at a pile of crap and know it's crap, and because it's crap, I don't want to put it in my mouth. That seems pretty common sense to me, but as somebody pointed out, common sense isn't so common. I want, um, I want to introduce a statement from the book, Liberalism is a Sin. Here's the quote. But not being able to affirm a truth be beyond its own reach, it denies the possibility of any truth which it does not comprehend. The revelation of truth above human reason, it therefore denies at the outset. The atheists I have encountered online are more self-righteous, arrogant, ignorantly self-assured, and closed-minded and er erroneously convinced of the righteousness of their cause than the worst Pharisee in the time of Jesus. 
they think that because they got a degree that that makes them infallibly smarter than anyone who believes in God. And most can't even articulate, more or less understand, why real Catholics think that Protestant and Vatican II Catholics are heretics, or even what a heretic is. Or why some Protestants consider Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons are heretical, ironically using true Catholic dogma and teachings. You know, Protestantism, if you read into it, they, they basically, um, they took the Catholic truths that they wanted and jettisoned what they didn't want and dressed it up into their own theology. But at its base, everything that they took uh, was true Catholic, making them thieves and robbers, I might add. Although most of them would deny it, I'm going to address some common ob objections of atheists. More people died in religious wars than secular wars. I want to preface this by saying that a popular YouTube political commentator said basically the same sentiments when debating religion with a schismatic orthodox YouTube channel host. I could pick apart the atheist claims, but the host, I think, was trying to be charitable. Now, let's take the 20th century. I know some of you, you know, you're unfamiliar, you weren't born then, but let's take the 20th century. Um, war casualties and the victim of Nazi and communist governments. Take a look at those casualty lists. And don't give me that crap that Hitler was a Catholic. Hitler was as much of a Catholic as the fake Pope Francis. He was a follower of Nietzsche and the 19th century uh, rational philosopher, philosophers. As well as being a committed socialist. And, you know, for you political types, this isn't a political lessons, so don't try to engage me with a political argument. And communist, communism, I'm sorry, is an atheistic form of government as well as most socialist uh, forms of government. And is far, and for all you America, yeah, people, need I remind you the indiscriminate firebombing and carpet bombing of civilian targets with no military value during World War II. Or, to add some extra spice, not to mention the barbaric treatment of the American Indians by our secular government. Our government admits, you know, it admits in its founding documents, we are a secular government. You neocons out there who have, who have swallowed the... Um, swallowed the lie by Glenn Beck. Oh, our founders believed in God. And he included Jefferson. Jefferson, for those of you who don't know, took a Bible and he cut out all the miracles that were in the Bible because they weren't rationalist. Basically, making the Bible into a bunch of wise maxims. You know, he didn't need to do that. By the way, he didn't need to do that. And by the way, for some of the more uh, Protestant 
um, followers of America, he, they considered him an, an atheist. But they, he didn't need to, to chop up a Bible to get wise sayings. All he needed to do was uh, follow some of the pagan philosophers from Greek and Roman era. I, I really don't know why he had to butcher a Bible, but whatever floats his boat. Okay. By our secular governments, oh, I, I said that. By uh, the American government is secular. As a matter of fact, all forms of government, to my knowledge, are secular. And uh, if you try to say, well, there are Hindi and Muslim um, governments, I would argue that I consider those guys to be um, pagan at best and. Uh, Heretics at worst, so I don't count them. Okay. Compare the war deaths of the 20th century, just the 20th century, just the 20th century, with the wars of religion before the 17th century. Basically, when the Protestant revolt happened, there was a period of about 150 years where the Protestant um, rebels fought against the true Catholic governments so that they could spread their heresy unmolested. And it, it, it spanned about 150 years, give or take. If you compare those, those wars, it's not even close. And to make it fun, add in the war deaths of secular governments from the 18th century to the 20th century. You know, the Napoleonic Wars. You know, Napoleon was no Catholic. Um, and there were, you know, there were socialist and, you know, basically Protestant uh, kings who, who led their own. Wars, but the, the Protestant kings were basically secularists anyway. And add in the deaths of Christians by pagan atheistic governments and Protestant kings. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover England in particular in a bit, but just. You know, if you're if you're being a you know open-minded and uh, and honest, just just compare them. One of the objections is that religious societies are oppressive. Now, for that argument, you were safer being a private atheist in 15th century true Catholic Spain than being a Christian in revolutionary France in the 1700s or, a uh, or in communist Russia. Those are facts. Those are historical facts. You know, um, you could try to argue against the facts, but that doesn't make you right. And any remotely historically minded person can know 
this. And for you America firsters, yeah, true Catholics faced danger, intimidation, and discrimination from some state governments and its citizens from the 16 from the 1650s till around the 1900s where basically there were enough Catholics that they could fight back politically and physically if necessary. And in so-called democratic England, it banned Catholicism when Henry VIII broke from the Catholic Church to around the 1850s. So my challenge to the atheists are, are you truly seeking the truth or are you cognitive dissin uh, being cognitive, cognitive dissidents blindly following a comfortable lie rather than a hard truth? When the semi-famous YouTuber atheist debated the schismatic orthodox about God, I wrote in the comments section, most atheists, if they're honest with themselves, that trying to follow God honestly, they know that they would have to change themselves drastically, but they would rather live their lives the same way. Now, that comment, because YouTube alerts your, um, your account whenever there's a reply to a comment you make, I got one thumbs up. This was made, oh, I don't know, maybe four, three or four months ago. So, you know, apparently that's not a popular sentiment. But that's my observation as I see it. Anyway, my challenge is, if you're truly seeking the truth and you are totally open-minded, a lot of atheists say, oh, I'm a free thinker. I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. But if you challenge their atheism, they'll, they'll come down on you like the most harshest Protestant fundamentalist. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're not open-minded. They're just... In my opinion, they're just um, hedonists. Okay, so my challenge is, is read what you hate. Catholic statements of faith, i.e. catechisms. And I'm, I'm going to put a couple sources in the show notes. And their critique of modern society. They, um... The, the two, uh, well, one of the catechisms is a four-book four set, but it's, I think they're less than 100 pages each. And, you know, if you get the whole set, you can read them at your leisure. But they're all, um, all the, I believe all the books in that set are under 100 pages. And the other book was uh, from the book I quoted from earlier. That's around 100 pages. Now, if it resonates with you, if it resonates with you, you can research more. And if you don't agree, you've lost nothing. But at least you were intellectually honest. So, I just want to thank my listeners for their time.
Um, you you didn't have to come to this channel. You didn't have to click on to this particular episode, but you did, and I am grateful for that. Um, I am grateful, and um, I'm praying. I'm praying for everyone that they may come to a true understanding of God. Have a good day. God bless you. Goodbye. We're on a mission from God.